So this is All Things Tibet podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. And today uh, we're bringing you one of many bonus episodes. Just had this conversation about how we're going to um, <laughs> kind of put these <laughs> out into the world because the plan was to wrap season one, but we still have season two of Dren Q going on. So we thought we would use this opportunity to keep posting content. Yeah, because so, how can we just ignore the fact that it's airing? We can't. We have so many opinions. <laughs> so many opinions, and we've been waiting so long for this, and it's such a great season, and it would be foolish to let it slip away from us. Yes. So, Francesca, tell me your vision for these episodes that are ahead. Like, the show, or what we're going to, like, or the for the podcast? Just a, a little, it's both. I think for the podcast, I think it'll be fun for us to talk about them because they're currently airing. And I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions about what's going on with all the characters. And I think, you know, you and I mostly agree. And then I think for Gen Q in general, I think we're just not ready for what's to come. I think there's just the whole second half of the season, especially, I know we know a little bit about episode five, but episode six, we just know they're doing karaoke, but seven, eight, nine, ten anyone's anyone's guess what's going to happen there and we've seen some interesting parallels so who knows what other interesting parallels might be in store for us yeah and i think that they are um i i mentioned this once before episodes ago that they have done such a spectacular job of like keeping things hush hush i i'm 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 actually like astonished that like more stuff hasn't been leaked now granted is this like the number one airing show in the U.S.? No, <laughs> but still, like it's still pretty impressive. Like I'm just as impressed that they've been kept that so many things have been kept under wraps right now, as I was when it was kept under wraps that Laurel came back last season. Yeah, I like that things aren't spoiled because there's very few shows where I sit down and I'm so excited to watch them that I don't have my phone out. I'm sitting up, like I'm watching Sunday morning cartoons as a kid, like eyes are fixated on the screen, yep. just waiting to see it. And I think there's so little shows that I have that with that I'm happy that I'm not spoiled. For sure, yeah. I just, I don't text, tweet, nothing when I watch. I just watch it all the way through one time so that I can take it all in. And then I usually will do like a rewatch a couple days after during mm -hmm. the weekend just to, I'm not as engaged, but just like to see yeah. it again. Except for episode two, when you told me that Bet was wearing a leather jacket, and I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's one of many parallels because this jacket was so similar to the one that she was wearing in season one of the original series. So. Yeah. Who knows if that was on purpose, but we'll take it. Yeah. So this, this particular episode, Lake House, episode four. Um, yes. I've seen a lot of mixed kind of opinions about it on Twitter, mm -hmm. especially like some people are saying that it was, it was good. It was a fluff episode. It was the best. It was the worst episode of the season. Um, I didn't have super strong feelings about it one way or another. I was more um, taken aback by the trailer for this coming episode, which we knew from the pictures that we've seen, the previews that we've seen, the the interview that Jennifer Beals just did on the Today Show recently, where they showed us the preview of episode five, like we knew that there was some big stuff coming, especially with Tina and Carrie and Angie, all of them together. Um, so what, what were your like just initial thoughts on this episode? 
Well, if you remember watching the trailer for episode four, I was like not, nothing really sparked anything for me. I wasn't, I was pretty confused, not confused by it, but I was like, oh, okay, it's just, it's going to be an episode. And then still, even now I watched the episode three times, three and a half, because I've skimmed through it a few times. I don't have an opinion on if I liked it or not. I don't know. I think, I think the episode itself was important where it drove all the characters into like their next chapter of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about those things. Did I find myself going wild over it? No, but it has a significant importance to it. And I, every, every season is going to have that. Every show is going to have that yeah. type of episode. So I think it has that, you know, not every, not every episode is going to be explosive. Sure. Um, and this one had its moments. But then when you go back and watch, you're like, oh, okay, that was just a shock value type of thing. But I think it's all really in the writing and picking up on little things that the characters are saying uh, are important in this one. You know, for me, I think that coming out, like after watching the episode, um, my thoughts are this episode is very focused heavily on Sophie and Danny. and I wasn't really anticipating that they were going to reunite, nor did I really think about it too much. Like they're just not like the number one storyline that I follow on the show. However, I get vibes from conversations I've seen online that mm-hmm. Sophie is very much to Gen Q what Jenny was to the original series. Like yeah. very disliked. She is very problematic. Like breaking a lot of hearts, pissing a lot of people off, pulling some wacky, like, bullshit. Um, Yeah. And I really wanted to, like, I really wanted to, like, give her more of a chance. Like, it was disappointing kind of how everything went down at the end of season one. And then, like, the wedding breaking up and all. But, like, I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. And then now Mm -hmm. after this episode, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, same. I feel like I became more invested in Danny and Sophie this episode mm-hmm. because I just like a good mess. I think I think that's my problem. I love a good like messy storyline. Sure. Um, that's why I watch Housewives. So I, um, so I find myself very invested to see where this train wreck is gonna end up. End up. Yeah, for sure. I think before the season started, I had thought that. Danny, Finley, and Sophie will all end up with someone that's not within the three of that, like within that that triangle. Yeah. And I, I think I stand by that because I think that Sophie is going to burn her bridge with both of them, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that in order for Finley to grow, I think the only way she's going to be able to do that is if she moves on from Sophie. Definitely, definitely needs to move on from Sophie. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the episode. Yeah, go ahead. So it opens with Danny's dad being arrested uh, for criminal conspiracy and fraud. Did we see that coming? <laughs> like from, but from like a no real, like from when we were getting all the behind the scenes stuff, did we, did we guess that it might've been her dad getting in trouble? I can't remember what we, what are some of our theories were. I, I didn't know specifically, like I didn't have a big theory on it, but I thought because he was involved in those courtroom scenes that we knew that I figured it had something to do with him. I didn't yeah. know if it would be related to his business or something else, but um, yeah, I, I had a feeling it was going to be like, he was going to be in the hot seat 
in regards to like the whatever was happening. So, and then the more we led up to this episode, we kind of knew what was coming. Yeah, and then I do remember we saw a lot of behind the scenes photos of like cops and stuff yep. like that. And I know a lot of people and myself included thought maybe Shane with the gambling might've been that, but I feel like they were trying to like get us, they were trying to trick us then I think. Maybe, maybe nothing will happen with Shane and the gambling night. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe this was it with the cops and stuff. Who knows? Who knows now? Yeah. Um, but after that, we go into Micah. And I realized I've been saying his name is Mika. And it's <laughs> Micah. I have. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I think I interchanged them. But we have Micah and Maribel hanging out. They're hanging out a lot more. You know, we do have hints that they might hook up in the future. Um, and Maribel invites Micah to a double date. And Micah's kind of hesitant towards it. Yeah. Well, because as it goes, yeah. all that, and we kind of, we kind of knew that was coming. Like I, when I saw the preview that he was telling Danny that he had sex with a woman, I it, like when they started showing them together more and more throughout the season, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is obviously what's coming. Yeah. Um, and I like them together. Actually. I like their friendship. I don't know how they'll be like as a romantic couple, but I, I do enjoy both of their characters even more this season than I did last season. So, and it's, it's cool that, uh, Maribel is getting more scene time. Like I, cause Definitely. I, I, I just enjoy her character a lot. Me too. She's a great actress and she has a great character and, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to say that she's Kit, but she plays that sisterly role where she gives that advice in the same way that Kit gave advice to Bet, but yeah, and it, Maribel's she, kind of, yeah. I was just going to say she kind of stands on her own two feet more now, um, as her as just Maribel rather than being Sophie's sister. Exactly. Um, yeah, which is which is good to see. It's it's good to see her more on her own than kind of being a side, you know, character with Sophie. Yeah. So after that, we go in and we see uh, Sophie and Finley in the apartment. Finley just came back because she is going to be a rep at the LGBTQ center. Um, and then they kind of decide to go on a date for sushi. Did you find that shocking? I think that Sophie doesn't know what the hell she wants. So no, I didn't find it shocking. Yeah, I think Sophie is super confused. I think she sees Finley there and available and like wanting her. So she's like, well, I guess I'll just try this out since I just screwed up my life. So yeah. And then we go to our three besties, Alice, Shane, and Bet at Bet's house. Bet made pancakes and waffles. Did she make them in that dress? We'll never know. <laughs> Al- you know what? So when Alice was first talking, though, about how she was watching those videos, I was like, are we going to get a Tasha mention? Because you're talking about soldiers. <laughs> and then we never did. Right, right. I think they're acting like she never existed, is, is the vibe I'm getting. Maybe. I don't know. It's a few weeks ago. I had like this sudden like um, vision that I was like, Tasha's coming back. I could feel it. All of a sudden, Tasha's going to appear. She's not going to appear. I was like trying to say that that's why she was on pants and that's why they were acting so weird on pants. She knows everything because she's in the show. And I'm like, right. what, Francesca, stop, please. Well, what's interesting too is the big, the big prediction has been that Helena's coming back and Rachel Shelley has not yet been on pants. No. Even when she was producing pants, she was not a guest on pants. No. And okay, Otto Straddle said she was coming back, said Helena was coming back. It, it, there, someone has a screenshot of it. 
Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. But I wonder, were they also going off of the fact that she was on IMDb for a minute and then I don't think she's on there anymore? No, she was supposed to be in it for episode three and then episode three aired and she wasn't there. Whoops. So that was a big, like, how did, unless someone went into IMDb, no, because we didn't know the name of the episodes then. No. So it's not like we would have made that correlation sooner. All I know is that every week everyone's like, Helena's going to be there. Helena's not coming back. At this point, I think that we have a better chance that Carmen is coming back over Helena. Yeah. I'll tell you, Sherry Jaffe's never anyone that was in my prediction list of coming back, but she's coming back. So who yeah. knows? Who knows? Never, never would have guessed that in a million years. But let me tell you, that's going to be some drama. Oh, Shane's, yeah. story's, Shane's story is about to, to set on fire, which, you know what, she needed it because it was kind of getting a little boring, to be honest. Well, and... I think that they've historically Shane's character has somehow gotten away with being really messy. Like Mm -hmm. they kind of just push her along into like the next season and she's with a new person and she's doing, but like all of that eventually was going to come back and bite her in the ass because she has screwed over so many women along the way. Like so many, she's broken hearts and just stirred shit up that her time was coming. Listen, if they bring back any of those bridesmaids, All hell will break loose <laughs> for real or even like molly or Paige or really any of anyone that she's been with didn't Paige do enough damage by burning down wax yeah she really made her mark didn't she she did she yeah um but anyway um shane made a comment about lenore which i think is so funny because that that made a comment was like that's really nice <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really wish Alice would stay at Bets more because that is a roommate situation I need more of. I need a side show. I need like a mini series, a web series of Bet and Alice sharing a house together. It's still <laughs> so bizarre to me that they ever were a couple. Yeah, but I think in the 90s, it would have made sense like as something like that. You know, I feel like Bet would have, Bet wanted someone like younger and quirky and some she knew that wasn't gonna last like they that wasn't dating alice for like for like long term yeah she was she was dating her to have fun but i did find interesting is shane did a classic bet call out when bet is dressed up and doing her little spins she's not really spinning in my head she's spinning uh shane's like all right well you look like a million bucks and like gives her that face of like what are you doing (laughs) you're 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 whoring yourself out here (laughs) I'm allowed to say that because I'm a bet apologist. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so after that scene happens, we go to Micah forcing Sophie to find Danny. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. And then we get um, Angie and Kayla at the park. Yes. And Kayla's telling Angie a lot about, you know, Kayla's dad, Angie's donor, and about now how he's dying, but also how he plays a lot of instruments and so does Angie and you know Angie also has some artistic ability and you know Kayla says that she's a lot like him mm-hmm. so I think that strikes a nerve with Angie and then Angie finds out that he's dying so what do you think of the storyline that he's dying because I knew some people predicted something like that and I said that's so far-fetched and here we are yeah Taylor and I talked about it on, on the pod last time she was on last time she recorded with us and we said like he couldn't be dying like they would never do that that's too heavy psych um however i will just say side note is that angie had a very tina moment when she said um when she was like 
trying to, she brought up her dad or they, they mentioned her, their dad was mentioned and, uh, you know, she is like, I don't want you to think that, you know, that's the only reason I met you. Um, because I'm really glad to know you or however she's, mm-hmm. she sounded like Tina a lot there. Um, as far as the storyline, I think it, again, it's, it's a lot heavier than I was anticipating. Yeah. You know, I, it, in my head, I thought it was going to be a little bit more like wrapped up tightly with a bow. Like she was just going to kind of meet him and have this relationship with Kayla and, you know, progress forward. I wasn't expecting it to be this, this big same I didn't think it was gonna go like that but I'm excited for it hey anything to get the Porter Canard family in therapy I'm, I'm here for, for real. <laughs> um so then the next scene is our is our chef scene Tess and Shane are talking about a projector and they're flirting and having a good time and then Tess gets called away to go to Vegas uh to see her mom Shane kind of acts like a fool and is like I'm gonna come to Vegas with you we're gonna have a great time and Tess is like yeah, my mom's like dying. <laughs> so no. Um, <laughs> and then after that scene, we go to Alice's house where we are introduced back to Lenore, one of my favorite side characters. Um, the Halloween doormat had me in stitches. That's, <laughs> that's honestly something I would do. <laughs> um, and just so everyone can remember, Lenore is Swan Breath's cosmetic platinum salesperson. <laughs> in her multi-level marketing company pyramid scheme. So what I love about Lenore coming back for this episode is the parallel to Lenore coming back right now and Kate and Leisha having the pants pot episode regarding the episode, a episode with Lenore. I think it might've been like episode four or five Mm -hmm. of um, the original series. And Leisha said in that episode, like, oh, apparently I have a, I have a brother. Like he's mentioned <laughs> once we never see him. I never interact with him. Like I don't have any scenes with him, but yeah, I have a brother. So I wonder if they're going to revisit that at all with Lenore being around, like if they're going to mention him or I just, I love, if you're not listening to the pants pod right now, they're going through and they're doing reviews of the entire episode, all the episodes of season one of the original series and it's hilarious to me how little they actually remember about the show how how like how few times they probably actually watched it number one but number two just like oh yeah I forgot that this person was involved in the show I forgot this or I forgot that storyline like they're basically like new fans watching it for the first time it's so entertaining I'm a little behind um I need to like binge listen to them um because sometimes it's, in my opinion, sometimes it's painful to listen because we know the show so well and they don't. Yes. And I'm like, what are you saying? I'm like, Kate, that's not the intention of that scene. Alicia, that's nope, nope. And you just like, it's like nails on a chalkboard sometimes, but it's, it is funny to get their take because obviously they were there. Yeah. It's clear that Kate is not like pro-Tibet and Alicia. <laughs> to each their own. That's fine. Fine. You're not bitter about it at all. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. All fine. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Um, one of my favorite lines that Lenore says then uh, is, you know, you loved, you loved Nat, you loved the kids as much as a person can love kids. <laughs> and, Le- and Alice's face is just so priceless, like looking at her mom, like, 
thanks. <laughs> Some, the way that Lenore tries to comfort Alice is very similar to the way my mother tries to comfort me sometimes. So I just sat there laughing hysterically because I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious she does not know what to say to her, but that makes it kind of even more entertaining. Yeah. Um, so then after that scene, we cut back to Dana's and Angie is there talking to Shane and we had a very heavy conversation where Shane goes into uh, a conversation about her father and we kind of just rehash a lot of season three pain and season four pain because then he did, you know, come back and take the brother in season four and yeah. we get a little Carmen mention of Shane leaving Carmen at the altar, which I think a lot of fans appreciated, you know, a little remorse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and that was when I was kind of feeling like, oh my gosh, is Carmen going to come back? Like, why did they mention her all of a sudden? But let me just take my clown makeup off real quick. <laughs> take the wig off, please. For real. Um, and then Angie talks to Shane about wanting to meet her donor and Shane's like an interesting person to go to because Shane doesn't have that relationship with her dad. So to Shane, it was like, well, I tried to reach out to my dad and it made my life worse, sure. which I think we're going to see a parallel in not a parallel, but like in episode five, how, you know, we know Beth brings up her mom and it's like, well, if I met my, you know, if I, you know, my mom made my life worse. So maybe sometimes like just the people you have in your life are enough. Maybe that conversation might come up. I don't know. I feel like on the horizon for episode five with the Porter Kennard family is there is going to be, I think it's going to be very, um, they're going to kind of rip each other apart. I think we're going to see a lot of like rawness amongst mm -hmm. all of them. Um, because up until now, I really feel like Angie has kind of been a, um, you know, she's done some things that I guess were, you know, teenage behavior you know like it could have gone a lot worse when bet found out about the dna test and some other things like when she hit the girl last season like but i feel like they have done a good job of kind of keeping that at bay like it hasn't been too explosive mm -hmm. and i feel like we're gonna see some real explosive conversation next yeah. And I really hope Tina talks. Like, I hope yeah. Laurel has lines. And I hope Laurel actually says some things that are, like, meaning, like, has some meaningful dialogue with them. I hope Tina really has, like, a moment to to speak and express herself and, like, be a mom. Yeah, and I hope it's not just overshadowed by Carrie. Because as much as I'm, I'm not, like, anti-Carrie by any means, like, I don't even... Maybe it'll make more sense when we get to it, but like to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that she's there. Um, I don't think it's necessary for her to be there. It's, it seems like it's something the three of them really needed to do together, but that's just my opinion. I'm hoping that like Micah kicks her out at some point. Like hopefully Micah as a counselor is like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be here, but I, it's really, we just have to like wait and see and see. And Angie did ask the, ask for Carrie to be there, I guess. But I think Angie was also playing a very Tina role where it's like she's trying to be diplomatic. And trying to make sure everybody's comfortable. And that's a, that's exactly. a Tina move for sure. Yeah. So the next scene that we could talk about then is Sophie does find Danny in Ojai. Mm -hmm. And when she first gets there, I feel like they had a very season one Tina bet fight where <laughs> Danny is like screaming. It reminds me of 
when the birthing tank was coming in in season one and that's in the window yelling at tina like and it's just like a petty fight um yeah. so it reminded me of that but then they do kind of bond a little bit and i think i think their bonding in this episode as a whole just comes from you always are going to have that person that you're comfortable like you have that com comfortness with that person yeah. and so that person can comfort you and they could make you feel better because you have that closeness and that familiarity yeah with them so Definitely. I think that's where the, that comes from in this episode. Yeah, like Danny really needed someone and Sophie was there, so. Yeah, and the only other person who knows Danny better than Sophie is Micah, so. But yeah. I think in that moment, Sophie was like a good choice. Yeah, like if Sophie suspected that that's where Danny was, she certainly could have just told Micah and Micah could have gone. But Micah knew she was up there. Oh, he did. I think Micah says something about like, oh, she's in Ohio or like, and I think Sophie, they say something about Ohio in their conversation, I think. Okay, okay. So, I don't know. Micah's just always digging himself a grave with the friends. Yep. And we will see that again soon. Yep. So now cut to Finley buying flowers. And I would like to apologize to everyone for assuming that it was a wedding or charity event. <laughs> and Molly was right. It was, in fact, a flower shop. Because when she told me it was a flower shop, I kind of roasted her. I was like, there's no way that's a flower shop. What do you mean it's a flower? It's a flower shop. You ready to take your clown makeup off now? Yeah, I'm ready to take. I'm unlacing the shoes now. <laughs> <laughs> so Finley's there buying flowers for Sophie. Micah doesn't know that they're for Sophie. Well, he does now know that it's there for Sophie and that they're going out to dinner and Micah's very hesitant to them taking that next step. Cut to Bet zooming up a hill in her Tesla. Love that scene. Love that in her Teslas. Um, she's zooming. She shows hey, up. I drove a Tesla this weekend. Okay, they're legit. You were zooming. Yeah, I was zooming. We want to <laughs> get one. No, no lie. They're awesome. Um, yeah, so she finds Pippa. Pippa's like, who the hell are you? Get off my property. Actually, I know who you are. You're crazy. Bet's acting like a stupid schoolgirl. Uh, Pippa ain't having any of it. No. And then Pippa slams the door in her face, and that was my. I bet Porter needs the door slammed in her face a little bit more often. She does. She sure does. What were your first? Okay, first reaction to seeing Pippa in that moment, not thinking about the rest of the episode. Um. I don't really have a lot of feelings on Pippa and Bet, to be honest with you. Like, I think that, I think that Bet, I think honestly, Bet wants so bad to make it work in her life to have this very close, like, closeness with an artist, as, as my perspective. And I don't know if that necessarily means at this stage in the game a romantic relationship, but like, she wants that bond. It's mm -hmm. like she's an advocate for artists especially uh, artists of color like she wants to put them at the forefront not just in her job but I think in her everyday life so I think it's one thing to like admire someone's art but then Bette Porter takes it to a whole other level that Bette does where she yeah. can't just like she can't just admire it and be thankful for it and like you know casually or even just like in a less intense way ask her to be a part of you know the gallery or whatever she has to show up at her house sit outside of her door for hours when she slams the door in her face and then eventually go to dinner with her 
it's just very odd. Yeah. So I, when Pippa first came on my screen, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, bet you're acting like a fool. Yeah. I just didn't have like strong feelings or anything. And I think we're all tired. I think we're just as much as like, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll always defend a story. I'll always defend having to build up a story. So I see why Pip is there. I see the significance of her character and like her role in Beth's storyline, sure. but I'm tired. I'm tired of all these. I'm tired of having to see Bet go through people and like people go after Bet. I'm just. Well, and I think that again, it's just like this, Bet has this obsessive personality when it comes to artists. Yeah. There's no chill whatsoever. So no. what I guess could have probably been an okay for me, I'm not surprised in the direction that episode goes in how Pippa is reciprocating her thoughts mm -hmm. from Bet. Even if Bet is not even trying to like outwardly flirt with her or whatever, that intensity comes across as like, oh, you're infatuated with me. Oh, you want me. You, you, yeah. you want to get in bed with me. So I'm not surprised that it took that turn so quickly. Um, Absolutely. But in some respects, like it's, it's, it is a little disheartening in my head. I'm going to borderline hag rant here for a second. Go it, for it. It is a little sad to see Bet like going back in that same destructive behavior because it's so clear that's where this is going. This is not, yes. not going to end well between her and Gigi. It's going to be messy with her and Pippa. Like, I just feel like Bet, for all of the growth that Bet has done, can we give her just like a just smidge more respect? Does she have to be a hot mess all the time? She's literally going to crash and burn. Yes. I feel so bad. I, right. I, I get, I get end of season one vibes of bet right now. And it's just, it's, it's, it's heading for hell. <laughs> oh yeah. We're heading for another, for a train wreck. Completely. And then so, they're going to probably make it so that Tina has to come pick up the pieces and blah, 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 blah. And then everybody who's anti-Tibet is going to be right because it's the same recycled storyline over and over again. So I, could, I hope that there is some sort of redemption arc for Bet coming in the later episodes because it's just not fair to her character that she keeps practicing these bad behaviors. Yeah. You know, I was it, like disappointed. I really was disappointed. I was just like, oh no. Because is she going to be able to get out of this situation with Gigi without cheating? I feel like she's not going to be able to. Yeah. I, One of them is going to cheat on each other. We definitely know Bet and Pippa sleep together. So it's like, but then a part of me was like, I feel like they're going to drag Gigi. They're going to drag Jibet to the end almost. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. So I don't know. I'm like, so I'm a loss for words as to what's going to happen. I truly, I did on Sunday, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just want to say before I get on Sunday, before the episode aired on Showtime, there's a little clip that's like, and it's like a little clip of cut up scenes of the L word that say, and then it says like L word coming on next. Yeah. And there was a bet saying something about like two people walking in. She's like, oh, two people are here. And she's in this gorgeous emerald green blazer top that we have not seen yet. Oh, really? And I kept, um, so I wrote to, I was like DMing with Cam and I'm saying, I'm telling her about this. And I'm like, oh yeah, but I missed it. Like I didn't know it was coming. And then the commercial ends and it came on again. And I was like, damn it I missed it again <laughs> but I could see it in here but I just couldn't like record it because it's very very quick sure um it's not so them at the, the it's not them at this this event that's coming up that's not episode six no 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 it's like 
you know how when when networks have when they're like okay coming up next at 8 10 11 that's what it was so like the ufo on show the ufo special on showtime ended it cut to com cut to like a showtime commercial mm. then it cut to this little clip of the l word saying the l words on next gotcha gotcha yeah so we got this gorgeous emerald green blazer to come to happen and apparently two people are walking in that Beth does not want to see i wonder if it's scene. danny and Gigi. I don't know, Danny and Gigi, Carrie and Tina. Maybe she's got a lot of people she doesn't really want to see right now. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people she doesn't want to see. But <laughs> anyway, let's jump off the bet train wreck, train wreck, and jump right back into the Sophie Danny train wreck where they're sitting. So Micah and Danny are on the phone. Danny comes back to Sophie. They have a little heart to heart. Uh, Sophie says just the right thing to Danny. Danny kisses Sophie and then they and then cut to the bedroom scene where they're having sex. Shocking. Which sh your face. Shocking. <laughs> love that for so, them. Yeah, love that for them. And cut to Angie seeking help from Micah, the smartest Porter Canard, because she's the only one that actively seeks therapy for the right reasons. <laughs> and not when it's too late. <laughs> yeah, not when it's too late, not just to see if they're good yeah and micah helps her but also micah's trying to avoid to go on this date so micah also uses angie to avoid his date he makes it he's just late yeah so that's exciting angie taking the first steps and angie's like really distraught going back to the whole shane and angie convo it was funny when shane was like what about jordy and angie was like well she's running for prom queen right now so we're kind of like in different like life spaces and I was cracking up because I was like that's such like a 17 year old thing to say <laughs> it's true though but I mean like her world is kind of crashing at the moment so yeah uh so then cut to Shane at Dana's upset that Tess is not coming back for whatever event they had planned that night at 10 o'clock was she upset though I think Shane was a little upset I think she was concerned oh like, I think sure. she was upset yeah I think not, she, that, Shane, not so much that she like wasn't going to be at work, but just that like she wasn't coming back. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Shane was upset that Tess wasn't coming back because Shane wants to spend time with Tess. Yeah. No. That classic, like, I just want to spend a lot of time with you. No. Yeah. So then we cut to Pippa leaving her little artist's barn. Mm hmm And Bet she noticed that Bet stayed because Bet's persistent. Bet goes on this very long rant about her in college uh -huh. and her pa past. Pippa still thinks she's crazy. Uh -huh. um, and then finally, Pippa takes pity on her and brings her inside where Bet has another out of body experience with art. Uh huh. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> then Bet says, they talk about drinks, wine, smelling salts, and then Beth's like, dinner. I want to have dinner. Cut to Sophie breaking Finley's little heart because Sophie says that she is still in Ojai, mm -hmm. but she lies to Finley. She tells Finley she is there for a segment thing for yeah. Alice and then crawls back into bed with Danny. Yep. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Now we cut back to Bet Porter's house where she is always frantically running through the front door to get changed and like ash said always surprised to find angie in her house <laughs> <laughs> always surprised to find angie sitting in the living room 
Oh, shit, I forgot you looked here. Oh, damn it, I have a kid. Jeez. <laughs> Um, well, I guess with Tina back in town, she just can't remember the schedule. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Bet Porter, we love you, but girl. You're, get you. you're still on mess this season. Shocking. <laughs> the season two Bet Porter hot mess, you know, theme continues. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so she's frantically running through the door. Angie's home. Yes, Angie's home. Uh, they have a cute little heart to heart. Mm-hmm. and Bet was like I'll do anything for you okay I'll go to therapy okay we have to ask Tina oh you already asked Tina and Carrie all right you could see it on her face she was like shit I gotta go back to fucking therapy but I'll do anything for this kid that lives in my house <laughs> my roommate <laughs> my roommate <laughs> yes Bet just has a 17 year old roommate that lives with her and calls her mom yeah they have a sweet <laughs> moment and somebody did point out I again I don't want to sound too haggish, but somebody did point out there's no way in hell that Porter would have left her daughter in that state. No. And gone on to dinner with Pippa. I don't care if it was the fucking Pope, the president, <laughs> she would not have left her daughter. No, I will give, I will give whatever Hag said that, that was Bet Porter out of character. We can, we'll give credit where credit's due. We all agreed on that. Yeah. If you're a hag that's probably given us a one-star rating on the pod and you're listening, we'll give you that we'll give you the credit. It was bullshit. They they should have they should have played that a little bit better. Maybe Bet and Pippa could have gone to dinner the following night. Yes, what the fuck is time in this show anyway? So who cares? Like, would it have been a big deal to push it to breakfast or lunch? I don't think so. Ah, <laughs> uh, what if Pippa was in her car? But why did she have to get changed? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she getting changed made more sense for the scene that comes after dinner because we'll get into logistics of that in a moment. But yeah, well, she doesn't say she doesn't go home. No, well, she doesn't go home. But so thank God she changed. I mean, and here's the thing. It was already dark. You're clearly not in L.A. I don't know what the distance is between where. Topanga, te- uh, California is right outside of Los. Like it's not that far into Los. Okay, Angeles. nonetheless, you mean to tell? So, what fucking time do they go to dinner? Is my question. But was- for her to get back across town, okay. So Topanga is all the way on the west side of like, sure. the Los Angeles. So for her to get back across, that did take quite a bit. That that could take an hour, yeah. an hour and a half. And then what time does she roll into Gigi's? Like midnight, one o'clock. That was a booty yeah. call for sure. Gigi 100%. was okay with it though. I wish we would have gotten a little closure though with what how how the last episode ended with Gigi. That is the closure. That that was the closure. I'm just fucking. Yeah, I'm sure they said a few words to each other. I don't think that opened the. I don't think they opened the door and was like, "Hey, you ready?" <laughs> yeah, I don't think that pounced on. I'm sure Bet had a phone call and maybe there was a text. You know, are you up? Bet literally sent Gigi a you up text. <laughs> God, it gets funnier and funnier the more you think about it. Yeah, the whole night. I mean, what a day Bet had. I mean, it started with pancakes. She just zoomed her way to Topanga, stayed there for hours until dark, rushed back home, went to dinner, went to Gigi's. I mean, she got every, she got, she made the most of every hour of her day. Let's just put it that way. But did it she make the most of, but did she make the most of every hour? Because what did she do sitting outside twiddling her thumbs? Did she play Candy Crush? It was probably checking her email. How many emails does she get though? Come on. <laughs> she was probably looking at Carrie's LinkedIn profile. 
stop. She was Googling Tina. Yes, exactly. Where are we at? What's Tina are we at now? Uh, we're at dinner. Uh, no, we're at the date is over with Micah. Micah's clearly falling for Maribel. And he comes out to her that he's probably not just gay, that he's probably bi. And yeah. he's interested in women now. Yeah. Do you think Maribel has a hint that he's into her? No. Okay. I don't think she's picking up the, I don't think she's picking it up. I don't think she's picking up what he's putting down in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, she, I don't, I don't get that sense. Do you? When I, when I skimmed through today, I said, I thought maybe, but no, I don't think so. Cause then they do that whole texting exchange and he looks so distraught and she's not giving him anything really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, the next time they're walking down the sidewalk of Los Angeles, maybe we'll get another because that's really all their scenes are now are going down the Oh, doesn't it get funnier the more you think about this? <laughs> this show's fucking ridiculous. Maybe the hags are onto something. Yeah, they are. Let's go, let's let's grab a hag, bring them on the show. <laughs> grab a hag, any hag. Uh, so then our next scene is our next or is our favorite scene of the whole episode. Um, Pepe and Bed at dinner. These yeah. are the, these are my comments, and then we'll, we'll go back and through them. These are what my comments were. What are they touching on the table? Mm-hmm. Bet finally pitches Pippa. Pippa isn't buying because of Zarkarian or whatever the hell his name is, Isaac. Yeah. Pippa calls Bet beautiful. Yeah. Bet calls Pippa beautiful. Pippa all of a sudden starts to flirt, but doesn't trust Bet. Didn't Bet say no shit? Don't don't shit where you eat. Jody, Felicity, Pippa. Those are my comments. I think today I'm finally no longer mad at Bet Porter. I think okay. I finally moved on from Thursday night watching the episode. Because how fucking dare you, Bet? How dare you tell this woman who you've known for not even a day, an evening? Half a day, maybe. I'll give you 12 hours. How dare you say that she is the most beautiful woman you've ever seen? In the world. She yes. said, in the world. How dare you? I, you're just going to disrespect Tina Kennard like that? You're the woman who you love beyond measure, according to last season. Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to, are you just trying to swindle Pippa? Because I feel like right when Bet said that, she immediately like kind of came back to life. Like, oh shit, should I have said that? Like her face kind of looked like she had some regret there. Yeah, because I the, I like the way Pippa called Bet beautiful. Like she called her out like, you're beautiful. You know, you're beautiful. We should talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And then Bet looks to her. I think Bet, Bet was like mesmerized by her and was like, you're the most beautiful. I think you're the most beautiful woman in the world. But I... I've said this to many people. I think when she said you're the most beautiful woman in the world, I don't necessarily feel like it was like on like type of like love and affection way. It was more of a- Cue the trumpets. Cue the trumpets. I think it was more of a way in, I love your art. I love how you stand as a person. I love what you believe in, like a whole package type of thing. Yeah. But then again, I was talking to someone the other day and I said, and we were talking about how Tina might necessarily don't come from me because I don't mean it this way, but I'm saying like Tina might ne- not necessarily be the most beautiful woman in the world, but she bet to bet she was and she is because she loves her beyond measure and you know she's the mother of her their child and you know what I mean. So I think when she called Pippa the most beautiful woman in the world, I think it was more of a 
full picture of a human type of thing, but not so much the love and affection cue trumpets, you know? I don't know. I think it was, I think it was, I think she just took it too far. I think, I think it was, um, I think it, it just yet again shows that Bet Porter is in hot mess mode. Yeah. Because again, it's infatuation, obsession, intensity that she gets around these fucking artists. She was the same way around Jody, the same yeah. fucking way. And then when Colby Smolders was on the show for yes. the hot second, yep. ready to jump in her pants right away over that glass mobile. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which fun fact, I made a glass mobile for my nephew when, when he was born. Is that a lesbian thing? <laughs> anyway um what were they touching on the table it looked like a necklace like a pendant i, don't I think they cut a scene i think they cut a scene i think there was a scene before that because how did that just end up on the table is that any is that any type of significance maybe maybe because then when they showed pippa's ring maybe pippa's working on like a jewelry line not like a jewelry line but like an artistic type of jewelry thing and maybe she brought a piece to show bet and like then gave it to her i think we missed something we definitely missed a scene sure showtime i'm, I'm catching you here because <laughs> some some things just don't add up and then the wrist grab was a little i take those wrist grabs very seriously and tiss 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 i was very upset yeah almost went full hag she <laughs> I mean, she's just, she, she's playing with fire right now is what she's doing. She's, yeah, she really is. And you know what? She told Shane not to sleep with people she works with, but maybe Pippa won't sign with her and that's why they sleep together. Well, and I think Bev Porter, Jesus, she is just the queen of giving advice that she'll never take. Yeah. The queen of it. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, because I do it all the time and my life's fucking not much. Like, but get it together. You know what another thing is? Do you feel like Beth's going to go out on her own? Because this is like the third episode where someone was like, why are you working for Isaac? You should be out on your own. Like, is oh, that supposed sure. to be like a foreshadowing hint or something? Could be. Could be. Is I, that gonna... It could be. Um, and also just a total side note. Ari, who plays Danny was in a, a podcast. I've not listened to it yet. She was in a podcast recently, like yeah. the last couple of days. And someone in the fandom told me that Ari's comment was that like the, the season wraps up. Muriel said to me that Ari said, okay, so the podcast is Scissoring Isn't a Thing podcast. Mm -hmm. And Ari says the season doesn't end well because Bet Porter. Oh. Of course. And my response to that was her arson era is on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> my whole world just turned upside down because I know I knew it was happening. I just didn't know there was going to be confirmation of it. What so what does full circle mean? Does full circle mean that she breaks up Tina and Carrie's wedding? She does something full circle, something, some, obviously something's coming full circle. Well, yeah, maybe, it? well, doesn't she, she made a comment at, um, Nat and Danny's wedding about, or Nat and Danny, what the <laughs> fuck? I was just going to let you go, Tris, like, oh. someone else will catch it. Someone else will comment. <laughs> the hags will yeah, give us that Nat one Nat and Danny ever even had a scene together? I don't think so. No, the only reason why Nat was at the wedding was because of Alice. Yeah. 
So when when they got married, when Nat, when Sophie and Danny's at Sophie and Danny's wedding, what does Beth say to Shane? Uh, it's very selfish of someone to do that. Which hello, <laughs> that selfish selfish gaslighting queen herself. <laughs> What's the phrase gaslight? Gaslight girl boss gatekeep <laughs> or gaslight gatekeep girl boss, which is her. She gaslights everyone. She gatekeeps art, and she's a girl boss. <laughs> Bet Porter. <laughs> Three words to describe Bet Porter: gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. That's the quote. She <laughs> is. That's that's the title of this episode. Make this the, make that the title of this episode, please. <laughs> so anyway, where the hell are we? Uh, we're actually at. Um, Bet showing up at Gigi's apartment. Real quick, back to the clothes. Yes. <laughs> when you get to the logistics of what the hands are doing, once again, Showtime, we saw that you cut up at the thing. Gigi's hands don't make much sense at some points. When Bet pulls Gigi towards herself, she's definitely not in that long dress. You could tell that it's a different top. Uh-huh. So she's definitely not in that long dress. So did she unbutton her pants? Is she wearing pants? Does she unbutton and unzipper? Uh-huh. Is she wearing a shorter skirt? Because that got that hand there quickly and they got a reaction real quick. So what logistics of the outfit? Uh-huh. Right in, folks, right in. Francesca wants to know what you think Bet Porter is wearing. Because it can't be that long dress. It's like they would have to bend down to the ground. Yeah. She would have did like head, shoulders, knees, and toes to get that dress up. <laughs> Um, everybody but Gigi loved, was living. Everybody loved Bet taking off her rings. That was that was a cultural reset for the show. That really was. That was representation. Hashtag representation matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughed more during this one than <laughs> hashtag representation matters. Hashtag rings off for lesbians. <laughs> He takes off the ring. Everyone screamed. Every everyone cheered. <laughs> everyone, everyone cheered. Lost it. The you know what they were serving though those moans, yep. those reactions, those faces. Thank you, thank you, Jennifer Beals and Sepide Mawafi, because <laughs> you gave us every. I was going to say something else that would have been no pun intended, but yeah, I was going to say you came, you saw, you conquered, but. <laughs> You know, I I will miss them. They are the they're just a chaotic they're just a chaotic duo of girlfriends that just they have. Uh, it's what we needed. We really yes. did need it. Yes, and I'm happy we got it. And long live Jabet, R.I.P. Jabet, <laughs> forever in our hearts. Fly high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the record, we did a poll last week on Twitter of who the best um chemistry that bet and tina had in the show with outside of each other of course yeah the prison wall won for for bet and uh helena won for tina but then we also did a side poll of between the senator Grisham and the twink yeah and i believe senator Grisham is still winning i think they have one more day left on that poll wow you put a lot of days on that poll yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know. I just kind of rolled the dice. 
people, the fans were angry that we left out. That was my fault. I did leave out the twink. I sat there and I was like, who am I missing? And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just put Kelly. And I was like, oh, whoops, I missed the twink. <laughs> oh, let's see. Pull up those stats. Yeah, Senator Grisham won. They got, there's 18 hours left, but she's currently leading at 69%. <laughs> you want to maybe give that a good retweet. Yeah, right. Get your votes in now, folks. Final 18 hours. Let's go. This episode's going to come out before the poll's even over. <laughs> so get your votes in, everyone. If you're an early listener, get your votes. <laughs> God, how, what do we, how many scenes do we have left here? I think it's time to wrap this up. Let's just get going. All right. Tess comes back from Vegas. Shane and Tess kiss. Very important scene. Yeah. Tess says that she's seeing someone. It's funny that Shane's not able to put anything together because Kate is so handy in real life. Yes. Next scene, Sophie and Danny again, they continue to bond and then they fight. Danny jumps out of bed. Cut to Mika and F Mika. Is it Mika? Micah. Oh my God. Micah and Finley in the kitchen. Micah drops the ball that uh, Sophie basically lied to her and is with Danny in Ojai. Alice comes home and Lenore uh, comforts her. Sophie oh, and Danny. Talk about that. Talk about what? Talk oh my God, we told her. Dana, that's probably the biggest part of the episode. If you've made it this far, we are now going to talk about Alice and Tom talking about Dana. So Tom interviews Alice about... Um, he wants her to expand more on the Dana chapter. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and Alice just... Oh. Leisha Haley, get, get that girl an Emmy nomination, a Golden Globe nomination, yeah. a SAG Award nomination, that scene. She put her heart and soul into it. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. She... She did not lie to us. She said on premiere night, she told our group, big Dana mentioned coming and yeah. she delivered. So we find out that Dana is still very much on Alice's mind, which we could have assumed, but you know, once Dana passed on, there wasn't a ton of mention about her. We did see her like a, a vision of, of Dana in yeah. Alice's apartment. And I think she's come up once or twice, but nothing major until now. And that's a thing with like TV shows in general and like writing for television is that Eileen did an interview and it basically confirmed it is that as a viewer, you need to just assume that that character is still talked about amongst the group, but it doesn't need to be written in because, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think, I think that mention was really important. And my favorite, just like the most, I mean, she says a lot, like it's a beautiful monologue, but at the end when she says like, Dana was taken from me and robbed of a life like that just really hit because she really was robbed of her entire life mm -hmm. yep and Tom and her have such a a like just a their characters blend together so well because somehow Tom is even more goofy than Alice mm -hmm. and like the way he was like could you just say that again like, oh that's so like me it just breaks the ice. <laughs> that is so me too. Like that is uh Tom and I are a little similar. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I like the episode more now that we just reviewed it and had a good laugh about it. Yeah, me too. It's usually that way. <laughs> usually that I don't way. know how we're gonna review episode five. I hope Taylor's back by then. The three of us can talk about it. Though she's probably yeah. gonna catch up on the L word too. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, come back to us anytime. We miss you. The people want you back. <laughs> There's been comments. Oh they say I'm doing a fine job, but they miss Taylor. <laughs> the comment was, Francesco's great, but I miss Taylor. 
like the equivalent of it's not me it's you <laughs> oh i'm really trying here people <laughs> just trying all of that you didn't ask for this just kind of happens anyway let's wrap this up Britt. this has been a bonus episode of all things tibet what we will call yes gay like keep. gay keep girl boss i'm Brittany. i'm francesca and we'll see you next time